my head and I had to play it because I uh, I, I just couldn't get out of my mind this silly San Bernardino song and uh, apparently it had some resonance and I don't know how long ago it was like 2015, 2014 it just sat on the shelf and now it just seems like God sure I'd love to uh, you know I'd love to perform that one for you <laughs> live you know God, I just love these, uh, the sound of um, the real heavy vibe of the guitar and the wah, you know. I mean, that's like a, ah, uh, what was that guy playing on that? That wasn't me, that was a, another guy. Um, it may have been my wah that I had this, uh, I don't even know what happened to it. But if that was me, it was probably maybe on a Les Paul, I don't know, but the other guy had a, I don't know what he had. I think it was a, uh, um, well, whatever he had, it was thick tone. And, uh, you know, man, I, I, you know, that was good. It was like going back to, you know, 1970 or something. And, gee, they pulled all the money, didn't they? Well, you know, see, that was the, I think what they were afraid of. With just the 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 raw power of guitar, bass, and drums, which which is that 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 perfect, that whatever that thing is, you know, and then with the with a good, uh, probably we could have been more spirited on the drums, had a little bit more oomph on the drum area, but <clears throat> there was me on bass, and I you know I went insane on the bass. I was like, I don't even know if I, I I think I was in the same key, but I was definitely in some kind of trip, some kind of fugue some kind of thing i was definitely you know passion impassioned and um i think it's because the material it just evoked a certain memory of a certain time at the same time it's got nothing to do with that time i mean right now it could be well i don't know what i'm thinking i'm just was just thinking an entire concept of that um is very addictive i think i guess is it is it a nostalgia thing um, you know, and just feeling the pain. I can just imagine, of course, with the full PA and all that, how how incredibly powerful it, it would, uh, you know, it would be. And it's just real simple. It was just real simple, but it's all, you know. And then, okay, compare that to, and I do a lot of these, you know, uh, you know, synth beats, you know, modern music today, which is just beats. It's just digital beats. I mean, I don't know if you really understand that. They've told all the uh, orchestras to go home 
and uh, you know they bring people in for to lay down a couple of a couple of chords or something, and then go home. But it's a beat, you know, deriving a beat from a from a from a loop from a from some vinyl from some old uh, B track, um, and then developing a beat out of it, and then putting a pop singer on it and calling it a day, and and you know putting them in front of you, and they hate. I'm telling you, I've, I've they hate their fans. And I, and, you know, the thing about, um, you know, I, I, I don't even show my age here, but, you know, back in those days, the bands, the, you know, the big rock bands, and see, we were we were limited to that. We didn't, but we got a lot of, you know, there were high school bands, and there were bar bands, and there were all kinds of bands, all kind of at one point playing the same kind of stuff. And all of these love their audiences. They love them. It's only in modern, like, especially woke culture where they began to hate their fans or the opposite of what you think would be true. Instead of gratitude, they spit on you and the audience can't get enough. A lot of them are dying from the COVID jabs. Their government spits on them because the government now hates them along with the pop singers because pop singers and government are one and the same now. It used to be music was to rebel against the you know the evil government, which you have that now. Guys, if you want to rebel, go ahead. Now, hey, now's the time. Just ding, 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 ding. You know, it's, it's 1968, baby. Yeah, Biden's laughing. <laughs> you got to have a couple of F-15s and some nukes to do that. Yeah, isn't it? Isn't it a horrible, horrible conundrum? The mixing of, you know, the the weed and the tares. Isn't it a horrible, 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 horrible conundrum? The um, you know, the the uh, the mind control that causes people to kill each other when it's coming from a third party. Isn't it horrible that our fellow citizens can't figure out they've been played? Or, or, or because they're stupid, they learn to call things conspiracy theories, which all turn out to be true. In fact, every conspiracy theory that I've seen pretty much the last few years is true. Maybe not QAnon. I'm not, I don't know anything about QAnon. But I mean, you know, and, and I'm not really a Trump person, but uh, a Trump person, a Trump guy because of the uh, lying about the vaccines. That's all it takes to turn me off, and then I'm gone, you know. I'm not really an Elon Musk, uh, you know, know, ass-kisser either, because um, I think he's uh, obviously very disrespectful to the Lord, and so I I can't have that. Pretty much just, you know, people disappoint me everywhere I go. You know, and it's just, and then, and then on top of that, then they go, "Oh, you're not in sync with me here. Have some witchcraft." So then we have to fight through that, and then not retaliate. Scars all over us. Hey, brother, you look like you got some roadware. Roadware, huh? Yeah, you know, if it wasn't for people like you, I wouldn't have roadware. Yeah, yeah, we we uh. We look like we have roadware, don't we? 
but it's really called other people wear. It's called stupid people wear. It's called being Christ-like in a dungeon of idiots. Oh, there's a lot of us who would love to just, <laughs> at times, drop the cross and go straight to the uh, fists. But we don't. We take it. Because we don't take it because we know that this world is not about us. And I know that the biggest conspiracy theory of all in the entire universe is that the human being on earth... Well, no, I don't know why you're putting that next to my wire. I'm going to throw that over there. Uh-oh. That's a bend. Now, you, you pushed it under there. Treasure. You pushed it under there. I didn't do that. Where is it? Well, go get it. No, no, you can't be here without something to chew on because you'd start chewing. you'll start chewing the couch. No, I can't have that. He's, he needs. Where's the rope I got? The the ropes. Oh. Well, he's not going to be able to sit there. I don't think. Anyway, he was really great for the prayer group yesterday, wasn't he? He was right there. Riding shotgun. And uh, I saw a dog like this, similar markings, maybe a little bit different breed, but it was used for um, a shepherding sheep. And I, I think maybe he, maybe he could have been like part Australian shepherd, but he would run out like there must have been 200 head of sheep. And the dog goes out from the owner and sitting up on a ridge. And they have to, the idea is to get these sheep through a very narrow area in the gate. There's like a gate, but it's they have to really almost get into like double single file to get through there. And so there's like a big gaggle of sheep, you know, just like a big amorphous amount of them. And the dog runs all the way down and out there and starts getting them into this like, you know, narrow line going through the gate. And when he gets them all going that way, he goes off to the side and he gets down on, you know, gets down on his belly at attention, just like, you know, you've seen German shepherds do. And he gets down there on attention and just waits and watches. And if there's one string, he'll get, he runs after that and gets him in the line and then waits and watches as they go through the gate. Then he comes back to the owner who's sitting up there on a, on a horse, I guess. And uh, it was the uh, most amazing thing. And this Ben's here, he could be taught to do that. I'm not sure about his shepherding instincts since he's greyhound and he's, he's, he's pit bull... Terrier and Greyhound, I think. And so it's a very interesting combo because he, uh, he's real strong. You know, even, even with the, with the, the, the pit bulls are, are, you know, they're too, too strong for me. They are just, um, you know, pure muscle. And around here, they're very popular. You know, but this pit bull combination with the Greyhound is an amazing breed. I mean, you know, it's a, it's a, the, one of them, I, I guess it's the pit bull or if it is the greyhound. It's very, very intelligent, I think. And um, anyway, he's super intelligent and super, um, just super loving dog. 
You know, it's it's really if you ever come across that combo, he or he likes to hug. He likes to hug. He likes to to to, to curl up. He every since he was a puppy, every morning he, he you know I sit at a countertop and have my coffee, and he gets on under my leg. He, he curls up around my legs. He still does that now as he's a size of an adult. But anyway, so I'm going to go on, uh, Trish. Is that okay? Okay. With all our problems, we're going to go on. With all our problems and all our, you know, the assault, uh, I'm very grateful and humbled by the, um, but yeah, we have to go on here. Um, no, I have a lot of gratitude about the last month and how things have been, you know, we prayed very heavily that people would be, you know, waking up to, you know, to what's been done to them and that they would wake up as, I, I don't know why it's so difficult because people are dying in various families and then the family doesn't wake up and you go, and then it's forbidden to talk about, you know, the jab as a possible killer. And it, it's it's uh, shame on them, you know. But but I saw. I, I don't un, I don't understand why wouldn't you want to talk about the cause of your son's death? Well, why? I saw. It. Why would you want to block that from your neighbors or from other your friends or other family members? Carrie Lake at Twitter that I saw this morning. She said, "Arrest Fauci." Well, yeah, he's a mass murderer, and they don't arrest him; they worship him. What what is this sickness in our society? What well, what are these? How did they get so sick? And then they repeat the guys like you know uh, Alec Baldwin and Rob Reiner, these sort of older Hollywood guys. You know they only repeat the same thing. You know, get Trump over and over and over again. What is that? What is this Fauci's a god thing? Where did that come from? Why is it okay? And I, I have some conclusions. I've got some answers. Number one, I believe there's a deep instinct that they would like to die. As long as, you know, if they're going to kill us, that they want to go ahead and die, you know, with us to, to, to fool us into thinking it was a, an organic death. Now, I know that's a really twisted thought psychologically. No, I need, uh, I need this. Okay. When I put my hands up, that means I can't continue. Unless we change something. Uh, so, why would they want to die? No, keep the secret. Shh. It's all conspiracy theories. And one reason is I think that the people that they worship, and they do worship people since they're children, and I believe many of these were indoctrinated via you know, um, you know, the typical pedophile techniques of mind control, which is what it's, you know, it's like 80% of what it's used for. Uh, and also, you know, just pervert, pervert pleasure. Why would they um, want to die? They, they know that Fauci is crooked. They know Biden's crooked. He didn't earn the election. They know this in Hollywood. They know this in uh, the corporate. They know this at Davos. They know this at the W. They know this all over. But they're willing to go ahead and put up with it. Let me explain something to you. I, I, I guess 
This has to come from me. And if they don't know me, they better get to know me pretty soon. Because if they don't know me, there aren't that many other people that can tell you, you know, the ins and outs of this thing, how this works. Okay, so, number one, take Psalm 2, or rather Proverbs, Proverbs 1. And, you know, understand this curse, please. Please. For God's sake, for humanity's sake, for the sake of your children, understand. They recruit, and they have a collective purse, which is how they dominate the world. Right? They do it uh, as a uh, group. But as it says in the scripture, they lay wait for their own blood. They bring their own catastrophe. But that's okay to the wiser ones. Because they don't want the ones who are down with the program to exist along with them who want to dominate. In other words, they have already betrayed the woke people, the communists, the abortionists, or whatever whatever issue it is. The, the, the pedophile, the, the, now it's the pedophile. Well, on, they, they said that 2024 is the year of pedophilia, so that's the year it goes legal. And it's hard to take, you know, that there are, there, that there are gay men who get married in order to adopt little boys. I know that's hard for you to understand, and thank God there's an article on it right now. You can go look it up and look at this couple, because this was everywhere back in the day. This is, this is typical. They adopt little boys, to, you know, and then on top of that, they pimp them out. Yes, I remember one, one guy trying to recruit me back when I was um, uh, 17, 18, and, you know, as a way to avoid uh, jail, jail time. And, um, you know, I, I went, uh, I actually went to the guy's house. I didn't do anything with anyone, really, but I went to the guy's house, and there were boys, you know, under, you know, I would say under adult age, sleeping throughout the house, all over the house, like the sofa on the floor and the other room, this and just all over the place and on the floor. It looked like they had quite a night. All over the place. And I mean, he must have had 15, 20. He said, now you, you can get, now this is, you got to take it back. But he said that, um, you know, and, and, and he was saying to me, you know, you're, you, you know, I can easily get a 1000 a night for you. <laughs> so you can have some money. No, no, it's, it, it happened. Well, what was gross was the guy, and then, of course, they had interest in a couple of gay bars, and they were full of people. Just chock full of people and, and, and money and drugs. And, and I mean, it, it, unbelievable. And, you know, exotic cars and mansions in the hills and, you know, boys all over the place. And, and you know, I, I only saw that angle of boys. I never saw, you know, girls. It was always boys. But thousand a night minimum. Minimum. So today that would be like five grand a night, you know, for, right? 17, 18, how about 16? And um, 
this, this wasn't just a culture. This was a huge, um, you know, industry. And then these guys that ran all this stuff ran Hollywood. And um, whether you take the William Morris agency or the, you know whatever these agencies or whatever they've 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 it's really their first the first thing about them is they're loyal to this network which are the, the which, which is not gay these are the collective these are the people that that Solomon wrote about <clears throat> and he called them in Proverbs one he called them sinners. Well, it's a good it's a good word because it's not just you know sex or it's it's sex, drugs, industry, you know, um, you know, snuff films and you know, you know, contraband that people shouldn't have, um, people making snuff films, recruiting you know kids and then you know killing them in these snuff films, and involving being trafficked uh, by by what I knew back then was. Um, that all the agents, you know, CIA, FBI, all them, they're all involved in it too. And you know what? It's the same thing going on in D.C. today. Hollywood's no different than it was back then. Why should it be? Nobody ever cleaned it up. And what's the, what's the line? The line is, obviously, when you cross the line... You're on the line of criminality. Criminality. In other words, all the other crimes go with it, you know. The Biden documents, the, uh, you know, the, the illegal selling secrets to the Chinese, living fat off the hog, having seven mansions overnight without earning even one of them. Nobody bats an eye about anything anyone does ever. That's organized crime. <clears throat> that goes back, you know, to the days of the you know the mafia and the mobs and Al Capone and same thing. And the goal is to run everything into ruin, and even when they screw up, to go ahead and kill billions of people uh, because they screwed up. It's not I screwed up; I should repent. Please, Trish. And I need help there. It's not, you know, I screwed up, I repent. It's I screwed up. Okay, let's kill a, a few billion people and then, you know, that'll make up for it. It's never my fault. I'm a member of the club. And that's the club, what I just said. Um... It, it, you can't just come up with a with a with a thesis that says, "Well, they want to." I've I've done this. I've tried this. It doesn't completely work. Well, I, you know, they pick on children because they want to hurt God. Well, no, they pick on children because they're uh, perverts and they want to get off. Satan may be using that for the purpose of hurting God, and of course it does hurt God. 
But you know, I think you get I think you get the idea of where I'm going with this. This is an old industry. <clears throat> this is an old club. And this is an old way of life. <clears throat> this is the way of life in the cities. And it's been that way from the very beginning. Well, where was honor? <clears throat> Excuse me. Where was honor? Where was honesty? There are courts right now in Arizona who, you know, recognize that the Republicans won by a three-to-one margin. Three-to-one based on uh, not just exit polling, but on based on the numbers. And they were very enthusiastically going to vote. There are three races that Republicans won and that they have a three-to-one margin. The opponent um, of the Democrat, uh, Katie Hobbs, did not campaign, did not debate, did not do anything. And there are actually people in Arizona that, that, that will go to the grave saying, we won and you lost and you have to accept it. I said, well, I'm not from Arizona. I just, uh, you know, I know how popular the, uh, you know, the, the, uh, the Secretary of State also runs the elections and then she's the one counting. Okay. So here we have another illegitimate governor government. And I just think about my friends in Arizona. I think about how they were disenfranchised because what they wanted, the people of Arizona want the borders shut down because they're, they're destroying. I mean, we, we used to go, um, you know, we take our RV years ago. So I should probably get rid of that thing. No. I don't want to have a breakdown on the road. You know, I didn't have some, you know, because there are criminals on the road now. You know, they, they don't, what they do, they wait in the, the rest areas. Yeah. They're waiting for you. Now you better think twice. That's why I like to go from truck stop to truck stop, even if I'm in a, in a car. <laughs> So um, <clears throat> we, uh, you know, we like that road. I mean, probably not great for an RV, but I guess a good road trip is to is to get to Casa Grande, Arizona, on the ten, then peel off to the eight to Yuma. Okay, Yuma is the closest place to the border. That's where a lot of people come in at, at Yuma. Uh, then it goes up the hill into the San Diego Mountains. And then from there, you can actually coast all the way down the hill to the beach. It, the outlet of the I-8, it outlets at uh, Ocean Beach. And um, if you're down at Ocean Beach, you can, well, it's, it's um, I guess it's one of the last hippie towns left, right? And, uh, you know, a lot of drugs, a lot of, a lot of you know, whatever. It's a, it's a weird kind of place. But anyway... You know, we used to love, uh, it's the only real big dog beach there is in that area. So we would go all the way down to Ocean Beach from the drive from the desert. And then and then there was room to actually park the RV there. And then we would take the dogs and then run them. And they just loved running into the ocean. And there's like tons of other dogs there. And all the dogs are really happy down there running. There's one other place that's really good down in, in San Diego. 
and that's on the island of Coronado, if you've heard of it. And um, there's a military base down the island. It's not marked. But if you go all the way to the end parking lot down there, after you, you go by the hotel, the Hotel Del, Del Coronado with the, the red spires on the roof, and if you keep going down that way to the end, you'll run into the fence there of the uh, military base, and then there's a parking place, so you can park there. And then you go straight out from there to the beach, and then, then in front of the military area on the sand, uh, you can run the dogs. Because it's, a mili- it's, not, it's no longer the city. So you can just run the dogs, and the dogs, that's even better. I mean, if you want some privacy and, you know, want a kind of a cool thing. But um, So those are the two places I know. But Ocean Beach, I mean, it's, it's fun, too, because, you know, everyone, everyone knows the dogs are there. So then if you want a lot of dogs socializing, that's the place to go. And it's a lot of fun. And then, of course, from there we've stayed at, I think, Mission Bay, not a very good place to, to we, they, they packed us in like a sardine and, you know, I'd open my door and I'd hit the other guy's door. <laughs> Just like you could hear, you know, people and, you know, not, not great, not bad, you know what I mean? But they don't really have any facilities. There's a, there's another campsite in, um, in San Diego County in, uh, um, Ocean, Oceanside has a good one. You know, probably the best one is there, but they don't, they won't allow any any rigs over forty feet long. Yeah, see, I became kind of an expert at this, and you know, finding these places, and um, and then I lost interest. I think the reason I lost interest is because, uh, you know, it's mechanical. I just didn't feel. Uh, I wanted to worry about things breaking down, you know what I mean? As much as I baby the machine, do, you know, do these, I've got my diesel Cummins engine and I'm, you know, giving it oil changes and checking the belts and, you know, making sure every little thing, but there's just always something else, some weird little thing happening. So I'm kind of like, well, you know, I, I, uh, shit, I was going to tell you a lot of stuff today and here I am digressing like a, like an Emma Ruffer. <laughs> anyway, he brought in a stick. Now, now that's really loud, Trish. You just want me to see you chewing on that stick. All right. Anyway, you know how cute this is, right? He's cute, but he's like in the way of the of the pod, and I'm trying to concentrate. And and I'm sorry that you know, but the bottom line is. Okay, so the collective is really the beast system. And people join it, but they want to put a good face on it. They don't want you to see the criminality. They don't want you to see the gay brothels. They don't want you to see the human trafficking. They don't want you to see the murders. They don't want you to see the drug dealing, the fentanyl, the China, the this, that, and the other thing. They don't want you to see behind that curtain the, right? So that's accurate. The Wizard of Oz is accurate. In other words, don't mind that mind man behind the curtain, but when you see there's just a man there behind the curtain conning your ass, conning you people, then if you don't wake up then, it's on you. You know, if you don't grow up then, it's on you. No, it's not growing up to join them. It's growing up to, um, 
it's growing up to realize that you're part of something evil. That's growing up. It's not growing up to join them. No. Your parents might have told you that because they're idiots. And, they, they, and they're doing the same thing. They want to put a good face on it. The, the churches want you to put a good face on it. They want you to say, oh, well, you know what's evil, but it's the only system we got, and we just all stand in Christ, the, then everything will be okay. No, it's an evil system, and you're told in the Bible, do not join it. And no, not everyone is, you know, I'm, you know whether it's... Most people, though, on that side are into doing, you know, sin out in the open and not being judged for it because they get perks for that. You know, I was listening to Shirley Temple talking about how her mother took her down to uh, MGM and um, some, some, you know, uh, somebody there, not, not Louis B. Mayer, but somebody there, um, you know, she got in the office and they, and they, you know, they whipped it out. You know, they, they took their pants down. And then she was all confused and went and told her mother. And when she was telling this to Larry King, Larry King didn't bat an eye. All he said was, did you tell your mother about it? Uh, he didn't say, oh, that's awful. He didn't say, no, no, he just accepted it in stride like, well, that's the way it is. The little girl comes in and, you know, they immediately want to whip it out. You know, that's, that's how it goes in Hollywood. That's actually just so typical, it's boring. And it was boring to uh, Larry King, who was like, yeah, well, uh, did you tell your mother about it? Not, oh, you must be traumatized. Did you tell your mother? It was more like, you know, did your mother help you grow up and understand that this is the way things are? That, that was the tone. So I saw that, and I, you know, it made me remember back when the Larry King show, you know, remember people like that and how everything you see is a facade, but it's just covering this, this sex with children thing. I mean, that's basically the, the driver of the evil. And, it, and look, let me just make a prediction. Yeah, people worry about nuclear war. Well, you know, if these people could pull it off, they would love to launch a nuclear war. They would love to cover up everything. They'd love to kill you all in order to cover it up. They'd love to kill everybody and say, this was Disneyland here, and everybody was pure and wonderful, and it was awesome. You believe me. But that's just, it's never going to be. It's always going to be, you know, if sinners entice thee, son, do not put your foot with theirs. Do not join them. They'll say that we have a collective purse, and we, we lay wait for innocent blood, and we spill it. And then we take the spoil collectively. And it's available to everybody that sows to this system. Gets taken care of. So Katie Hobbs gets taken care of. Okay? So Joe Biden is taken care of. So, um, you know, the rest of them. You know, Davos is taken care of. They're all taken care of. Because they're all, you know, they have all taken the initiation and been accepted. So they're going to take care of their own and they're going to try to prosecute people that are the pure hearts. The, the people like Christian patriots who don't want to hurt anybody, but they just want to have a chance to make a living so they can feed their family. That's evil. Get them. 
because they're pure. Back in the days of the Salem witch hunts, what they do? They burned, they, they killed the innocent women, calling them witches. They did the same thing with the Inquisition in Spain. It's all because of the same thing. It's all because of the same thing. Because they cannot handle the truth. They can't handle that they are evil. It must be someone else's fault. They must find a scapegoat to take care of to make us all feel better. They must have a sacrifice, whether it be World War II, World War III, a depression, COVID, something, to deflect it. So Fauci is seen as a great patriot and a great hero. So statues of Fauci are put up on campuses worldwide. And we make him into a true big hero, a giant hero. We make him six or seven feet tall in those statues. Anything and everything to handle this problem in consciousness, i.e. that we are evil. And we want to put forth a good face because we can't handle the conviction of the evil. It demands action. And we can't, we're trapped, we're weak, we can't get out of it. So we must find a sacrificial lamb. And, you know, Jesus, not Barabbas. John the Baptist. Isaiah. Elijah. Jeremiah. Etc. Uh, or anybody who seeks to struggle and work hard. We feel guilty when we see them working so hard. We feel guilty when we see them all working and toiling so hard when we know we're going to take the rug out from under them. So we need to kill them. We need to kill them and make it go away. And then we blame them. We publish stories about them, showing them to be evil, terrible people to cover up that we are the evil, terrible. We put Christopher Ray out at Davos of all places talking about how company, private companies are getting smarter and have decided to work with the FBI to give information about their customers so they're smart people i.e. pushing the corruption even further the FBI being the uh, enforcer of uh, corruption and, and, and speech. They have the pictures of everyone with the prostitute, with the, with the children, with this, that, doing Ill illicit things at the scene of the bank robbery, even tapes that they didn't say, but they're composited. You know, they can take a sample of your voice and now have you, and then type out what they want you to say, and you'll say it. And in court of law, they'll say, that's your voice. And you, you, you confess that you did rob the bank. And then they play it for the court. And then next thing you know, you're down for 30, doing a 30-year stint at Sing Sing. And uh, my goodness, 
<laughs> they had it all. And, you know, on top of it, let's make insult to injury, your wife goes with one of the top mobsters who happens to be a local politician, a congressman. They're often having their vacation in Maui. You're in a cold, damp cell. Because somehow you just couldn't understand this issue. So that's why I've had to explain it to you. So you can understand and stop every time marveling about, oh my God, did you see what they did to them now? Look what they did to me now. So as if it's some strange thing, Peter says. It's no strange thing. They are them, and I told you they're, they're conditioned, and they are operating as a cabal, and they don't, they're not going to cheat on each other, you know, hurt each other, betray each other. And I already told you, so they, they, so you, know, you, they need to hunt down people like you. And uh, people that marvel about the gangs talking, I didn't do anything. Yes, you exist. A fresh scapegoat. So, of course, you're targeted. What do you think they're going to do to you? Are you a member of their little crime syndicate? No. Well, if you're not a member of the crime syndicate, then they're coming after you. And in the end, when it gets to be so obtuse that they can't handle anything, what they do is uh, they just go ahead and start rounding masses of people, of good people up, putting them to death in the hopes that in the future it's just going to be them. And, of course, if it's them, you know, God won't tolerate it, so that's the end of everything. Uh, it, it's, so, in a nutshell, there you have it. You know, we should not be marveling that they persecute innocent people. We should be asking the Lord, what kind of people do you want here in your place? You know, you were Jesus. You could handle this crap. We're just regular people. We're nothing special. How are we supposed to understand? How are we supposed to uh, cope with this? How are we supposed to behave? How are we supposed to live? A lot of people just are just on the corner milling about with homeless people and being flipped off by guys in limos, being yelled at as a sucker, being blamed for everything wrong, being blamed for the coffers going down in the church, being blamed for everything wrong. And they believe the blame because they are deluded. They think in the end of the day, and here's their sin, the biggest sin, they think that they are good people in doing what they do. They believe they're serving God by hurting or even killing you. They believe they're serving God by keeping the wonderful system alive and well, which is a mystery, because the mystery is, how can you make something corrupt look like something beautiful and wonderful and, and fresh and, and, and pure? How do you do that? It's got to be magic. It's done by human sacrifice. 
Let's look, 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 look. It's done by human sacrifice. It's done by human sacrifice. By targeting those people that actually never did anything wrong and making them the bad guy, thus they protect themselves. And that is it in a nutshell. There's nothing else to say about it. That's it. If you, you take these 15, 20 minutes and go, you know, break it out as a recording and then listen to it again. Play it for your sons. Play it for your daughters. See if anybody, you know, has a reaction to it. You can play this tape and you don't even have to say anything. You know, but it's hard for me to believe that people that are part of that system, at the end of the day, I guess, if you if you kidnap them and you waterboarded them, they might confess, but a lot of them don't even know. You know, you have, like, rock stars having lyrics like, you know, I, I don't know what I'm a part of. I was thinking of Paul McCartney. I forget the song. It was... Uh, Baby, I'm a man. Baby, I'm a man who, who's in the middle of something that he doesn't really understand. Remember that? After he left the Beatles, the Beatles, and here they are, the Beatles, for a brand new shoe. Take it away, boys. And so they doubled down on it, huh? Come on to the Magical Mystery Tour. We're dying to take you away. <laughs> You know, in other words, there's a recruitment effort. They pay big money to uh, rock stars, pop stars, now it's pop stars, I guess, and rappers to keep people on that side of things. It always amazes me when there's a rapper here or there that starts getting confused about Jesus. In other words, trying to bring Jesus into this situation, which I don't say is a bad thing, I just say... They're not quite getting it. They're not quite understanding how they look to God. You know, there is no Jesus for you. There could be. But you'd have to give all that up. And they might kill you. Because they tend to have vendettas. When people, I, I believe that, you know, when people start waking up, I think Kurt Cobain was one that was waking up and, uh, you know, he hated his wife. Of course, who can blame him? And, um, you know, God, that would have been awful. I would have maybe killed myself to get out of that thing. <laughs> you know, but uh, it was clear that he had, he had seen through, you know, and so it wasn't a choice like, hmm, eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Well, I think I'll go this way. Yeah, everyone's happy, you know, and then I can, you know, have gay sex all day long and still have a marriage and. <laughs> Uh, no, he wasn't thinking that way. He was thinking more the universal way of universal suffering of man, freedom, all those kind of themes that those of us who are serious, and there are many, uh, think about these things, that those things that keep us up at night. And, um, you know, it, it just seems that with these people, you know, and of course they're living lavishly, you know, never had money before, and they're probably confused. Why are you paying me so much money? And they figure it out, right? And then they want, then, yeah, then they want out. 
And then <clears throat> that's when the, the heroin comes in. That's when the that's when the big smackdown happens. That's when they make an example out of them. That if you try to get out of our grip, this is what's going to happen to you. You know, a shotgun to the mouth is not pretty. And, um, you know, we can make you do that. We don't need to have an assassin. We are so powerful, we can make you do it to yourself. Just ask anyone. We can make you lick the dirt under our, under our feet. We could move the stars around in the sky so you're confused as to where you are. Oh, it would be an illusion, of course, but you'd believe it. And so don't mess with us. And, you know, and then the next thing you know, they're dead. So, you know, so there's another piece of the puzzle. I have all the pieces. I have everything, uh, you know, I know it better than they, than they do. Because what they've really lost, I, I tell you, I was in a struggle with a person that really is, you know, really twisted. I mean, this is, this is epic. This is epic. This guy, he, could I have those trimmed down a little bit, Trish? Sure. Thanks. He was in a, a, um, I think all his life, you know, he had, you know, struggled to make things work, you know, and he had been a practitioner of uh, the dark side and Aleister Crowley and all that and, and tried to use those arts to boost himself, let's say, in, in you know, worldly business. And, um, you know, he had total resentment. I mean, he wanted to be born into privilege, you know, and all that stuff, but he wasn't. And so he had a, like a vendetta toward anyone that was, you know, and he, you know, and he just had a, a, like a real sickness. Like he wanted to go by the rules and all the rules to the T and had his children do likewise. And so everybody is in the club and everything looks innocent on the surface, but you know it isn't. But the one missing link is the fact that this person could not be, you know, at the top echelon, because that's a that's a that's a bloodline thing. You know, you have to be born in that. And and it, it's it, 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 his whole life it, it bothered him. So what he did is he said, "I'm going to look, act, and feel exactly like these wonderful philanthropists and people that are seen as so good in the world, and are so good. There's such goodness that." Uh, no one will ever de detect evil because I'm going to play by the rules and by the rules and by the rules and by the rules and by the rules because I so desperately want to be part of it. And, um, and would also take this tack with anybody that you know he would associate with. If somebody did it, came through another way or they were you know, they, they live their own way or they, they did things their own way, whatever, not the, the way he thought you should do it, by the rules. Uh, he would go out of his way to try to, to hurt you, to, to, to use his, you know, secret dark arts in order to bring you down, maybe even to sacrifice you, to, to target you, and, uh, and thus boost himself 
while keeping his father knows best kind of image alive. Now, it's a twisted thing because the guy absolutely, you know, knows that the the dark arts are wrong and all that, but he doesn't understand that it's not just refraining from practicing the dark arts. It's not just, uh, you know, refraining by acting like a, a, a you know, a member of, you know, the, the, the proper society. It's not, you know, it's only Jesus that sets one free and only Jesus that, that, that delivers and redeems souls. It's only the blood of Christ that will pay for the iniquity of all. Trish, help. Uh, Trish, sorry, I'm having kind of a struggle here. With, uh, you know, he's cute as can be, but he, this is, he wants to be front and center. Yes, this mic is live over here. If you want to say something, Trish. Anyway, so the so the bottom line is, um, you know, trying to be he even tried to be good by you know not doing any of those evil things and you know living that 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 perfect life and you know privately and publicly and that he could do it on his own, straighten himself up and be worthy of God. And that all fell apart. And, uh, you know, so the only recourse that he had, of course, for any kind of success was to hurt other people. To, you know, hurt... No, Trish, I'm getting... um, uh, Okay, hold on. Help. Help me. Uh, Jeez, I don't know. I guess (laughs) we're going to have to work on this over here. You know, so I can be allowed to talk, or I'll have to go in my studio and lock lock myself away in there. You know, uh, I'm, we'll do that. No, okay. I need to. Uh, I maybe I'm going to cut it short, guys. Sorry. Okay. You win, buddy. No, still here. Okay, so the thing about it is, is that he's right about one thing. You have to be a part of it, right? And um, but the aspiration of being part of the the world system that Solomon is talking about, okay? If sinners entice thee, do not put your foot with them. And you know he's talking at that level about bloodline. He's talking about. You know, the, these are like concentric circles. You have the upper echelon, and then it all it's all the same all the way down. There's the, you know, the velvet rope between each class, but they're all part of the same cabal. It's, it's all the same thing. So, you know, so, so refraining from it, you're still participating in it. The only way you could actually be in the world and live, and I, you know, I'm, I'm sorry that this person can't hear, but... You have to be in it and not of it, Jesus said. In it, but not of it. Meaning, in the world, but not part of the criminal cabal. In it, but not part of the beast system. In it, but separate from that. 
So how could a person be in it and not of it and then survive, have provision, have food, have things, have, have a, a way to go if the world says you get nothing unless you're no pudding unless you put in? Unless we can have that thing we want from you. You know, soul, consciousness, sexual energy, whatever it is. You know, you know theft, you know, you know, targeting, stalking, doing bad things to other people, etc., etc. Secrets, deceptions, and so forth and so on. That the only way that, that you know, and, and but the, the only way that that would have, you know, even begun... For example, a person like that would say, well, don't you want to be a leader? Didn't they see you as intelligent? And wouldn't they want to choose you as a leader? And and then you would say, um, well, of course, but I rejected that. Oh, you idiot. Why did you reject it? Do you realize where you could have been by now? Yes, I do. But I mean, I'm not interested in where I would have been by now. I'm not interested in your, you know, status. I'm not interested in being vice president. I'm not interested in being, you know what I mean, of being any kind of something that you would, uh, you know, you know, a winner of the game. I'm not interested in having the most toys. Uh, you know, he was the most toys wins. It's, it's the most idiotic and stupid thing I've ever heard in my life. He goes, you fool! Look what you could have had. What I'll never have, well, you, no, you'll never have it because they'll never accept you. Why won't they accept me? Because you have to be born into it. Got to have a pedigree, son. Even if it's not a very big pedigree, even if it doesn't go back to Dracula himself, you got to have something. It's not fair. I'll work hard, I'll do things, I'll make, I'll claw my way into it. They'll never accept you. You know, spoken ironically by someone who had the path already mowed out, ready to go. Gave it the finger. Why? Because if it's over that line and it's it's part of the criminal cabal, I don't care how many cancer drives they do. I don't care how many, you know, your soirees that the at the, the Beverly Hilton Hotel they do. I don't care how many dinners they have or how many state dinners in the White House. I don't care how much they do to celebrate themselves, Academy Awards and this awards and that awards and you know, you know all the other things they do. Uh, you, you know, and all the uh, luxury yachts and planes and things they own. Doesn't matter if it's on the other side of that line, it's over. It's a waste of time. It's just materials. It's just toys. It's nothing. It's just a status. Vice president of, you know, poop. Vice president of, you know, bleeding to death. Vice president of, you know, hurt and pain and suffering. You know, or president. President of, 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 of dumb, president of evil. Why dumb? Because the lo- everything is visible. That's why dumb. Okay? So what am I? You know, but, but I don't see why you would do that. Who are you? 
Me, I am part of a royal priesthood. I am, and I, you know, obviously was born into it. I've been born again. But even before that, I was chosen. Before I was even in my mommy's womb, I was chosen. So that's the only path that really was available to me. So I'm happily on that path, and I realize that most people hate people on that path. Why is that? Because they don't kowtow to evil, and because they don't kowtow, they'll give to Caesar what Caesar's, but they're not going to kowtow like you're, like, you know, to them who run things as gods. They just won't. They won't do it. They will not kowtow to the powers that be as gods because God is God. And they said, well, but you're going to miss out on so many things. Oh, it's okay. You could have had a big family instead of a suicide of your daughter. It's okay. The price is okay. You know, there, there, there was no other, there was actually no other price for us. Because she wasn't going to change. She wasn't going to join them, and me neither. So let it, you know, if that happens, and there's no line, and everything is just a, a desert, you know, tumbleweeds blowing in the desert, beautiful. Best deal I ever, according to Patrick, that's the best deal I'm ever going to make, right there. Best deal I'm ever going to make is I'm going to get out of here. And, uh, you know, if, if our family failed here, let it be a warning to the other families. Being in that position of perks and privilege is no guarantee that'll keep going. It all goes to dust. It ends up getting blown. People end up, I mean, I think in my own history, you know, my father had illness and I think drained them of all their finances, pretty much. You know, you never saw that one coming. It can go, and as soon as that happens, what do they say to you down at the country club? Oh, I don't really know you. Uh, uh-oh, uh-oh, now what are you going to do? When your own society rejects you because you haven't done well enough, you're judged by your material gains. And so there you go. And so, oh, there's another... A flanking operation. You see, the whole key is Satan hates you, and the whole point is is to corral you and then to pick you people off one by one. And believe me, that's what he does. And we've seen it over and over again, haven't we, Trish? We've seen it over and over and over again with you know families being decimated, you know, couples, families, guys that thought they're big high tycoon high riding tycoons, you know, in in the poverty circle. We've seen it over and over again. Hubris gets repaid. And I think the most recent one, I mean, I don't know how far this goes, you know, but you had, uh, well, you've seen some people lately just get sort of taken out. And enough said about that. Uh, But, so, in other words, their way that they're trying to defend is nothing you can defend because there's no guarantee they're going to stay in the limelight. There's no guarantee they're going to be, if they get old and feeble, they get rejected, you see. So they just, you know, nothing works out except Jesus because Jesus is the advocate 
for us, redeems us, because we're sons and daughters of the Most High God. So we're rescued, redeemed, restored, and made new. And without us, God could not have completed his creation. He could not have uh, completed his plan, which is for humans to become uh, tabernacles of the Most High God, which is uh, quite a, you know, we're not there yet, but, you know, it's... uh, it's a whole journey that you know we learn about. Is there anyone who would say, no, I don't want to go on the journey? No. A lot of people go, well, I want to be a human and win the game. Well, of course you do. You want to be on TV and have them applaud you and all that, but even that, that goes quickly. The public's very fickle. Public approval is no, no uh, guarantee of reality. So I want to be in society no matter what. Even if they, they kill me, I, I just want to be there. Uh, is the most foolish notion, but also shows the desperate uselessness of um, you know rejecting God. I said it's, it's, it shows the desperate uselessness of having rejected God. You know, be wanting to be a part of it. If I can't be a part of it and win the toys and have the mansion, if I can't do those things, I don't want anything at all. I mean, I'll kill every every man alive if I could just be one of those guys. The desperate uselessness of rejecting God. The desperate uselessness of rejecting God. Rejecting Jesus. Rejecting life. Rejecting opportunity, rejecting salvation, rejecting all things made new, rejecting a new life, a new path, new thoughts, rejecting reality itself. You take your chances in the darkness. You can dream up whatever you want about yourself, like you're a big man. You you see these guys strutting around. One guy, what was he? Andrew Tate, he said he was the king of the world. You know... (laughs) <laughs> I mean, we're not going to talk about that. It's just it's in the rearview mirror. But you know, it's uh, it's it's just funny how people want to be king without owing it to God, without giving God praise. They want to be king in and of themselves. And so, if uh, Jesus is not the way, they'll pick Mohammed, let's say, because then they can still be, you know, they have the fame. You say. And, uh, you know, on and on and on and on. And, 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 you know, all of this wastes days, months, weeks, years, you know, millennia wasted. Wasted on people who become useless. Why useless? Because they work for their own. And they go, well, I'm suffering so much, I need to get a reward. Well, if you want a reward for suffering, you must learn about Jesus. You must understand what Jesus wants, what God wants from you, where God wants to take you, what God wants to do with you. What would God do if you could be redeemed? What if you could be saved? Which is pretty doubtful at this point. But what, you know, right with the person I was describing earlier that, you know, all they think about is, okay, the reality in their mind is this system is not a system. This is all there is. There isn't anything else. This is it. 
So they think the only way that you can succeed is by being in this system. And by, you know, so they deem to do everything right and everything righteously, which involves a lot of evil, to, to make it look wonderful on the outside, to further this kingdom of darkness. And then they wonder, well, where's my reward? Where is it? Why am I being tortured? And, um, you know, no one can really answer that. I mean, you know, it's, it's, uh, you just can't, you know, you just can't, you can't let, uh, that kind of limited thinking of people. I'm talking about, you know, people that are scholars, people that are like philosophers, and they're just stuck on that. And there's nothing you can do. You say, look, Nicodemus, unless a man is born again, he, he will not see eternity. And Nicodemus can have a fit over it. I mean, but the point is, is, you, you know, it's always going to be the same thing. You know, I got to go back and bury my father. Then I'm coming back, you know, to serve you, master. You know, go, get out of here. Let the dead bury the dead. Well, why is that? <laughs> Sounds awfully mean. No, but it's, it's a principle. You're dealing with implacable principles, which by, if you don't adhere to that principle, you will get no result. If you don't live by the principle of society, the rules of society, you, you know, you'll be targeted. You, know, you won't get that result, and you'll be ruined. So you have billions of people conforming because they want money, and they figure that money is a measure of their obedience. They want to bring this credit score thing in. This is just another reflection of the world system. If you don't comply, then you know your money score goes down. If you do comply, your money score goes up. But what are you complying with? You're complying with pure evil. It looks good on the surface, but they keep all the dark stuff and the criminality hidden from you and your children. So you think it's just Disneyland. Well, what did Disneyland keep hidden from you? Sexual imagery, pedophilia. Uh, what, were, what were some of the big things? Oh, subliminal, subliminal artwork that was designed to sexualize your children. That's what Disney kept from you, along with now complete wokeism to the point where they lost their, 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 their status in Florida. And it will go because God has now touched Disney. You could bring in Bob Iger. You could bring in Mickey Mouse. You could bring in anyone you want. It's not going to save them. Not going to save them. Because they're marked. Marked! And when you get marked, how do you get marked? How, how do people get marked? Usually in the presence of lambs. This is correct. Es correcto. It's correct if you're in the side, if you're the, does it have to be that? No, it doesn't have to be, but, you know, people get marked. It's usually, you know, you need witnesses. The only witnesses that could actually witness a mark would be a lamb, if they're spiritually inclined. Many aren't because there are no teachers. There are no eye-open-uppers. There's no, you know, it's, things are pretty 
you know, dead. Okay, so this is an ongoing, you know, it's, it's not really a discussion. No, no, he's on the wire, Trish. There goes the wire. Oh. Last night, I woke up with this headache in the middle of the top of my head. I have it today. I guess it's like a bug. I realize now I have to keep the uh, cell phone away from me from now on. I suspect it's the phone. Um, anyway, so... There's a couple of clips you can pick out of this podcast that you can play for the young. And I don't know if it'll make any difference at ultimately because I tried to explain all this to a young woman and and I, I just couldn't believe how indoctrinated she was into the woke thing. It seemed to... It, no, no, Trish. It happened overnight. You know, and uh, I couldn't seem to make her understand that the top people in this system are old white guys. You know, the, the kind of people she hates. You know, she, you know, you tear the statues down, but the guys running it are the same. They're, they're actually Nazis. And, um, you know, the real, the real, you know, forthright, the real lineage, the real, you know, you know like I said, they all have to know German fluently. <laughs> hey, you remember when I told you that I gave you inside baseball? Because I knew that from my grandfather. Remember I told you about the German? Had you ever heard that anywhere else? Did you ever hear that on like above top secret or anywhere else? Nope. We will now. It's been spoken. But that's a little, that's a see. You could do that. You could say, well, Planned Parenthood. Uh, you, you know, Bill Gates. You know, the secret society is in Germany. Was it a requirement, say, for the, you know, I mean, I know that Illuminati is a false term, but was it a requirement uh, that, that everyone in the society know German? Well, not only that, they would have little soirees where they dress up in World War II Nazi officers' outfits as if, you know, the ball, taking them to the ball. They believe they won World War II. Right? They're in government right now, in our government. <laughs> yeah, people don't even realize. Well, they're... You know, I, I, I've given 20-some-odd years of my life to try to explain this to people. And they keep going, I already know that. And then, then, then you query them, and you realize they don't know that. They think somehow they can make it work on their own. And I said, well, you're talking about e eternal life versus death. You're talking about you know, life versus death. You're talking about love versus hate. You're talking about um, you know, existence versus non-existence. You're talking about God versus, you know, um, you, you know God and creation versus... Uh, you know, mental illness, right? Not acknowledging the, the, the design of the world. Not acknowledging the way things really are. And um, people that won't acknowledge something that's right in front of their face. 
you know, do have something wrong with them. You know, that's a mental illness, a, cog- a problem in cognition. And they're taught this. So I understand all the programming, you know. Well, you know, God will make it so they can never really win because they see you as an enigma, an enigma. They don't understand how you get on, how, how you don't care what they think, how you, you don't care what your mother thinks, you don't care what your friends think. You, you seem to be going on your own power. Where do you get that from? You know, and they just, it bugs them to no end. It's like the, uh, even like, you know, I, I love that, uh, the, the play, you know, the uh, Amadeus. Remember, and then, of course, it was a movie with uh, F. Murray Abraham and, uh, oh, I forget the young man's name. Anyway, uh, you, you know, the Mozart, it's Salieri versus Mozart. Mozart had the talent. He could just whip these symphonies and these, you know, these... Uh, you know, piano concertos and whatever he was doing, he just like whip it out, you know, here's this, here's that. And Salieri couldn't stand it. He was he was driven to insane jealousy. And then Mozart would laugh at his plays, you know, his his music as being fairly pedantic, you know, fairly, you know, just almost you know, childlike, you know. And then, then Mozart would play the sophisticated stuff. So eventually Salieri... You know, he, he was driven to the point of really, you know, because Mozart was just born into it. He was born into it. He just had the gift. And he couldn't stand it. And he just wanted to ruin Mozart. And he was just going to ruin him. He just couldn't stand to let him you know, continue like he couldn't. He just had to snuff him out. And it's really, if you want to learn more about this particular situation about you know, why they would take, you know, you know, Orson Welles was another one that was like Mozart. And, and they just wanted to ruin him. And even today, they're trying to back the rumor down and say, you know, the whole problem, the whole problem with, uh, you know, Orson Welles is, you know, he thought he was a big genius and all that, but he really wasn't. So they're trying to even downplay that particular uh, uh, flanking move which was basically the, the saying, here's a genius in Hollywood. Look, they had to take him down and cut his films up and throw them in the garbage and burn the negatives and do all this horrible stuff to him. You know, because he was a genius, they couldn't control him. And by Jove, we're not going to let that kind of thing exist. Another, you know, Messiah story, in a way, just, you know, confabulated a bit, you know, but it'd be the same idea again. It's not genius versus... You know, get off of that. Hey, <laughs> it's, I'm sorry, but he's, you know, the sofa's getting eaten now, and I can't move. He, he's, <laughs> so it's the same story again, and, you know, these people get obsessed with, you know, genius, obsessed with, you know, privilege, or obsessed with something they don't have. And they just, if they can't help themselves, what they're really doing is they want it for themselves. They know they can't get it. So they seek to destroy the one who has it. Jealousy, whatever. And um, so that's another aspect of human nature that you see. But all of this is, is calculatable. All of this is predictable. No man can make it without God, not really. I mean, they, 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 they have, 
you know, fame in the sight of men, but that's nothing. That's death. What happens when you die? Nothing. It's over. Well, there's a plaque on the wall. Oh, goody. Yeah, how wonderful that is. There's a plaque on the wall. Look, there's a plaque on the wall. Don't you think he'd be happy knowing that's there? He can't hear you or see you. He's dead, you idiot. Oh, well, well, try Jesus. Amen. Come on. You've gone everywhere else, everything else. You've gone to the gurus of India. You try the yoga and meditation. You went to the, you know, you've gone to these uh, your massive retreats. You've done it all. You've done everything you could do to avoid God. Except, you know, humble yourself and realize, you know, mommy, maybe it's not about me like you always said. That would be a good place to start, son. A good place to start. It's not about me. I am nothing special. But in Christ, I am Christ. Can you understand that? What were we going to talk about tonight? Oh, Davos, the debacle at Davos. The, can you believe that? That Oh, man. How many times they threaten the public? Yeah, they're blaming all their troubles now on the public talking about how corrupt they are. And now all they can do is complain. Did you see Borla get ambushed by, uh, who was that, Levant and that other guy? Awesome. They have vowed now to never allow anything like that to ever happen again. So they're on the warpath against you now, buddy. You have really stepped in it by trying to you know, you know, make everything, even climate change. You even flipped Al Gore. Al Gore went completely insane. It, you flipped him out, and it, they're all gunning for you now. They, they want you dead. They want you dead, 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 enslaved, dead, concentration camp, shot up the arm with poison. Any way they can get you now, they want you. This is a war. And they are not your friend. And they're not friends with the Democrats either. Unless the Democrats are suicidal. Which they're, you know, most people aren't. And uh, they vowed, Klaus is, a, is such a crisis. We've never seen such a crisis. The crisis is so much crisis everywhere in the world today. And the supply lines are going down as the economies are going down, as the crisis is, how do we handle so many crises at the same time? Well, listen, fucktard, the answer is, you were not elected. You were not appointed. Nobody wants you. Nobody wants Davos. Nobody wants the G20 telling them what to do, or the G7, or any of your shit. Nobody wants you. They want who they elected, their way of government, they want their freedom, and you can just go... Kiss it, buddy. Get the hell out of here. Get your get your own carpet bagging uh, suitcases. Stuff them with all your stupid, you know, silk shirts and uh, dumb suits, and get the hell out of here. Get out of here. Go, demon. Scatter. Less afraid of you in the aftermath and all your all your threats. Oh my. 
You're going to be a big man. You're going to threaten the little people. You're going to go ahead and nuke them, hurt them. Everybody should be cowering before you. Well, listen, man, that ship sailed. And all your rich people, you Larry Finks and all you people, that ship sailed too. I suggest you be nice to the people that bought your stupid uh, bundles, your what are they called, funds. They bought your funds. You should take care of them. Not your, your, your stick your woke thing up your ass, you stupid bitch. Because I'll tell you what's next, folks. I'm sorry about being foul-mouthed here, but I just, the, the, the level of, 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 you know, just, just you know, not going to take this crap again. They start their shit again. They start their COVIDs. They try their climate lockdowns again. They're going to have people up their ass, and I mean, they're going to be gone. They're going to be gone. Now, they go, well, uh, there's, I'm just a puppet. There are people behind me. Who pulled the string? Oh, yeah. Well, you and your aliens and your puppets and whatever else you got going on, it's, it's no concern of mine. My God is the most high God. If he says you're gone, you're gone. You can make all your idle threats you want, but if you can't do it, then you just look like a bully in the playground who's been hit in the nose. And this week, you were certainly hit in the nose. You were hit in the nose you didn't know how to react. You just solved many crises. I, I don't know how we, we must end the free speech. We cannot have the free speech anymore because they, they don't obey. And we are the rulers of the earth. No, you're not the rulers of the earth. Bill Gates is not the ruler. Bill Gates needs to be arrested and thrown in jail. ASAP. We can't muster the intelligence to do that because we have a lot of stupid fucking people. And they're stupid because they get paid to be stupid. Okay? They're not born that way. But they've decided to, they want a paycheck. So they're going to go ahead and bow down to Klaus. And they're going to lock down this and that. You know what that Jacinda, her, you know when she had to quit? Because she had death threats from her own military. They were going to take her the fuck out. Period. Wow. And she couldn't handle that. She could not handle. She was told to resign. She was basically told, you get out of here or you're, you know, lunch meat. Even that's too good of a term. You're, you know, I, I, what, what do you call people that, um, anyway, she couldn't handle it anymore. Did you see how traumatized she was resigning? Yeah. She didn't want to resign. She loved telling people what to do. She loved locking people down. She loved hurting people. Oh, she, she was a real sadist. The kind these people love. So what was the deal? She got perceived as a totalitarian prime minister. That was the deal. Do you think the New Zealand people want a prime minister that's a totalitarian? that in, it wants to lock people down just for the hell of it, just for her own, you know, uh, orgasmic gratification? Is that, is that the, the way you see people? I see New Zealanders as wanting to be free. They don't want to listen to James Cameron, another totalitarian asshole. 
They don't want to listen to, you know, Jacinda, Jacinda Ardern. They don't want to listen to any of them. They want the same freedom that you want in the United States. Uh, Greg Hallett had it right. Remember, you know, Greg, I, I've seen him now on Facebook. I've, I've, I've said hello to him. I've, I've got to try to maybe talk to him again because I'd love to talk to him and see what his take is now on New Zealand. I mean, he was the one that said New Zealand, and this was early, this was like 2005, 2006. He said New Zealand is a, is a, is a pedophile club posing as a country, something like that. And, um, you know, we'd never heard anything quite like that before, you know, and, and it was very provocative. Yeah, posing as a government. And, you know, they, they, he was an architect. People know this. And he was, also had kids. He had little kids. And he was trying to protect his little kids. Yeah. And um, they took away his architecture license and they, they made it impossible for him to make a living. And so he continued on, you know, with books and talks and things like that. But I'll just tell you, you know, this was a guy not looking for any trouble. But, but he, look, all these people in the New Zealand government... Uh, if you want to see who they are, you know, the, the character of the New Zealand government, there was a uh, documentary, ow, 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 there was a, uh, uh, a documentary called Kim.com, and I forget what the, uh, it's a few years old, we talked about, what's it called? Caught in the web, where the uh, he moved to New Zealand, um, you know, because of the extradition laws of the United States. He figured the U.S. wouldn't come after him down there when they were starting to crack down. Remember on Napster and uh, you know free peer to peer sharing of uh, music and things like that. And so, the, but the U.S. government did you know show that it tells New Zealand what to do. The not just Klaus Schwab, but the U.S. government intrudes and um you know they sought to uh you know to to ruin this guy that's all they cared about they, they wanted to just take him down well chris ray i heard what he said i could paraphrase you know chris ray was very pleased of all the companies in the world who are cooperating with the fbi not just american companies the world. He he basically has hinted that the FBI is a global organization, not a national one. That's number one. Number two is that uh, you know so nowhere you, there's nowhere on earth you could exist without the FBI being able to you know surveil you or whatever. Okay, so the other thing is that he was saying. How great these you know companies are now! They've gone full woke and fascist because they're cooperating by giving the FBI all the information on their customers. And um, at, just can you imagine having Christopher Ray at Davos in the first place? No, no. Just try to think: How would that happen? How does that happen? Because they needed somebody with some muscle to threaten the public. That's what's going on. 
you know, that, uh, you know, you try to mess with this system, you're going to have to answer to the FBI. You try to mess with Klaus, you're going to have to mess with the FBI. And, uh, you know, we're coming, and then, then another uh, woman, I forget her function, you know, some UN person. She said, uh, you know, there are new laws set to be passed in the United States that will make sure that you cannot say anything about the, you know, them. And if you do, you go to jail. That's not America. That won't pass here unless they force it to. But if they do, then you're screwed. You're going to go to jail. You've already said enough in your, in your social media pages to be put away for 30 years. They don't need you to do more. They just could round you up based on what you've done already. And that's what they're trying to do because they can't win, because they're dishonest, because they're criminal. So the FBI would be the biggest criminal organization in the world. The most powerful and power-mad power uh, uh, set of dictators in the world. They, feel, they think they run the world. So it's an it Im unbelievably impossible task to, to go with the Lord right now. And yet, every day, more and more turning to God. There's something else I was going to... Yeah, the, the Davos thing, um, yes, I did notice that they, they went nuts threatening people for criticizing them. Oh, my God. It was just... The emperor was stark naked. And we have so many crises. And we have a crisis. There's never been so many crises that we have to handle. Oh, yeah? Who told you to handle it? Who told you to handle it? You're not our governor. You're not our president. You're not our congressman. You're not our senator. You're not our state representative. You are not anything. You have no right to even say that. We are the rulers of the earth, not you, Zeph. I didn't say I was. I'm a witness, though. I heard what you said. God heard what you said. And he knows you heard the children. You heard the children, yeah, you, you get the wrath of God, yeah, no. Someone's going to tell you that. One of you preachers in Germany ought to tell them that. Well, they like to speak German even if they live in Switzerland, you know. It's, uh, speaking German. As if speaking German. As if speaking German. Well, you can't get in the club unless you speak fluent German. We have dinners and parties and nobody speaks English. <laughs> okay. Oh, man, I've, I've, I've tried to be helpful. I'm sorry. But I'm back. I'm here. You're getting my best, boys, girls. And getting back to music. Um, uh, my studio guy, Rob, will be here. And he uh, he's fixing me up. Uh, well, I hope this was right. I'm going with a, a, a Mac Studio computer, and I'm very excited about it because it's, it's more powerful than what I got. I, my Mac goes back to 2013, 2012. 
You can't update it anymore. So I'm getting a new one, a studio, and a, you know, it's going to be here. Without, it, the only possible regret I have is that the only one my friend had on hand that I have to buy from uh, had a one terabyte home drive. And, and I thought, you can get it with like eight terabytes now, home drive. I thought, well, I don't really need it since that the only thing that should be on there is the software and then enough room to download stuff. And then if I download something like a big you know, movie asset, sometimes the biggest one I ever downloaded, I think it was like 34 gigs. It was a sound, sound job I had to do. You can always move that over to another drive, right? So, But I'm really excited I'm going to be back in the game again. Yes, I'm so glad your studio is going to get fixed up. We just... Uh... Ah! Okay, so this is for... Uh... Well, I someone didn't I produce? I co-produced that, and so we can share in it. Okay. So, girl next. Larry said that over. Won the best producer at Into the Wild Film Fest 2023, best producer. Girl next. Yay! So, um, that as they as they as the trolls keep trying to take our numbers down, we have like 81 awards that say different. And, you know, it's just an amazing thing. You know, Larry talks about it in our documentary. He said, you know, we, when we got together to do film, we said no compromising. We were not going to kowtow to the, to the stupid audience and just do like, you know, uh, you know bikini slasher films. We just weren't going to do that. We were going to, you know, go, you know, to areas, go to things that are thought-provoking, we, you know. It wasn't going to be just like any other, you know, girl next says no compromises. And people get pissed off. That doesn't mean every film is going to be like that, but that one had to be the way it was. And we knew, we knew it was, you know, avant-garde. We knew it was, you know, you know, the art film. We knew it was really uncategorizable. And we knew that the trolls were after us from the film shoot. So we knew... Well, the film shoot, it was, the, it was basically the woke people. Well, watch my sub stack. I think I got some energy going today. I may just start fleshing that out because what I want to write about now is uh, I'm, I've been really busy, you know, with, um, you know, I got a, a publishing deal with the Girl Next uh, novelization. And I'm just so grateful that our producer helped set that up. But I, I've, <laughs> it happened so fast. It seems like I wrote the book, and then the next thing I know, we had a, a deal. So what they're going to do is this. They're going to do uh, the book and a DVD of Girl Next, a new one, not that stupid one. They're, don't buy that one on Amazon. If, if you have, I owe you one. We're coming up with a Blu-ray ourselves um, that will be, we'll be, we'll be selling to people directly at, 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 uh, uh, in... Um, at Frightmare, at uh, the uh, it's a Dallas, uh, uh, it's a uh, convention. So we'll be selling that directly. Now that Blu-ray is going to be great. And any one of you who bought a Blu-ray of that's 720p, and we're talking about 4K here, okay? 4K, great sound, all that, uh, you know, and uh, plus signed. And you want one of those. And then I'm supposed to be publishing the score right now. And I've done, you know, everyone's done everything. I'm the only one lagging it back because I just keep thinking maybe I should remaster all the tracks, just real light, little light mastering, 
and then give you this great score that you can download. The score is great. You can just put the score on loop. And if you know the film at all, it, it really it brings it back. But if you just want to have it in the background, it's really interesting music. Very avant-garde, very, um, very, very, very uh, unique. And so we came out with a unique, <laughs> a unique film. And, you know, the trolls have just been, you know, trying to have a field day on Letterboxd, IMDb, you know, trying to get us, mark us down as much as they can. But again, winning the awards kind of makes, you know, reality a little tough for them because it's like, could 80, you know, different awards, could, you know, 50 film festivals be wrong? Did they all lie? Were they all ones you could pay off and pay them for wins? No. The one we're most proud of is the one in India where, um, I think it was India, where the guy was like a, a cinephile. Because a lot of Indians are really, you know, India's really into movies. I mean, they are into it. And they gave us a really incredible review. And then, of course, we had Film Threat. And we had, we just got another one in Spanish I just saw. And um, that just came out. And um, they're not quite sure what to do. And I've done a few interviews lately. Uh, uh, Parallax Views uh, with J.G. Michael, a really nice young man. He's uh, very prescient. Um, I think I think he might be, uh, you know, Jesus. May, he may be long to Jesus because he goes, well, you don't seem like a big just like started cracking up, but it was it was a good talk. I've heard some of it, and I think you know I, I definitely approve. If I were you, give him the five bucks or whatever he's asking for, so you can watch the Zoom call. You know, it's 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 cool having the uh, Zoom. I mean, I should do more of the Zoom thing. You know, uh, well, you know, I have my own signature look, which is I wear a bowler hat and long hair turning into a ZZ Top beard and, and, and glasses. So you can't see me anyway. <laughs> but that's my, uh, that's my uh, uniform. So, um, so that's going on. And, and um, you know, so the score will be available, and I just need to finish it up. And, um, you know, it's, it's been on me. You know, I've been... Uh, it's taken me a bit to get over that novel. You know, when I wrote the novel for Girl Next Night, there was a, every time you do something like that, a big work, you get a, a backlash. You know what I mean? It's like you get depressed or you, you feel tired. You know, it, it, I, I definitely really burned it. I, I didn't even know why I was writing, you know, so, so at breakneck speed like that. And that turns out when we got the publishing deal through Italy, um, had I been any slower, we wouldn't have gotten that. And so and they're all excited. They've seen the movie. They think it's a good movie. They, they, they like the reviews, the official public reviews, not the uh, amateur reviews. Um, because, like I say, they're filled with trolls who, who want to... Sometimes I wonder if they're after Larry or after me or after some of them. I mean, they just want to... You know, they just... They go, this film, it's a slasher film. And it's uh, it stinks or something, you know. And it's like, well, there, are there any plot points you remember? Who were the characters? Well, I don't need to know that. I just know it stinks. Okay. And so you figure that's a legitimate review. It's just you don't like it. You've been told not to like it. You've been paid to publicly not like it. 
How much is Bezos paying you? So we have that whole pair. No, we have to just give it to the Lord. We don't control that. You know, <laughs> you know, some guy goes and buys, you know, a thousand ones, you know, one out of ten. Uh, they, they count it, you know. Nothing we can do about it. And, hey, we got trolled. Yeah, well, eat this, buddy. Oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> There's one guy that he did an independent indie film, and I don't know what the film's about, if it's saying good or not, but he, he's sitting there with like a 1.8 out of 10, and, and he goes, but it was 6.4, and then we got trolled, and for the last three years I've been asking if we could just get it back to, you know, around where it was uh, before the trolling. I can prove it was trolled here, and he proves, you know, he can show you the numbers where it was trolled. And, you know, where, where, where bots were, were bought, you know, and, and stuck in there to, to bring them down. And um, he, uh, the, the expert, the guy chimed in and said, we have an algorithm system that's perfect. And uh, so no, no need to worry. You're sitting at the exact right result. You, you know, 1.8 it is. So they told the guy, all you're worth as a filmmaker is 1.8. It was, he was at like six something for like two years. And then they, they brought him down. And then he, he, he said, well, it's not so much for me, but all the crew that worked so hard on it, you know, it, it's just sad that they can't, you know. Well, all I can tell you about that is, yes, they, they brought him down. Um, it wasn't people he knew, not his friend, not his enemies. They do this. and In fact, they offered me a job. They offered me a job, well, not thinking I was me, but thinking I was just somebody. It's just one of those ads that said, how would you like to make this much money? And what they wanted me to do is write reviews on indie films and mainstream films, but write reviews. And uh, they, the pay was pretty darn good. And what they wanted me to do was slam the indie film. You know, I mean, they don't say it like that, but I mean, it's, you slam the indie and you boost up the studio. Like if it's Disney, it gets like nine. If it's independent, it gets like, you know, three. And, you know, and, and <laughs> I don't know how many people have working for them like that, but a lot. I mean, it's a, you don't have a job and you need a job, you know, Amazon will hire you, you know, to, to manipulate. Uh, well, they can't be overt about it or they'd be in legal trouble so it's you know it's it's you have to read between the lines but they want you to write reviews and i said i knew there are people that you know and do these people actually watch the movies they review and you can tell when you read the uh the interview or the reviews whether they have or they haven't if they mention any plot points do they mention the actors involved do they mention who directed it do they mention who wrote it do they mention uh, what the general uh, plot point is, uh, the, the general, um, you know, is there a moral to the story? Is there a, you know, did they pull it off? Did they achieve it? What a blah, 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 you know. And so uh, that's not required. All that's required is that you write reviews on movies. And I'm assuming that, you know, there are some movies they want to be reviewed nicely and others they don't. But no worries. It's no worries because God's got it. God takes care of it. And the other thing is, it's just like society. We've done very well in you know overseas situations and interviews, and you know the world is a big world now. It's a big world of cinema. It's not just like L.A. You know, what I mean, it's a big world. And um, 
you know, if they go too far, people will go, oh, wow, you guys are so underrated. You know, it's almost like a comedy. But, um, you know, yeah, it's, 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 well, did you expect it not to be dirty? Did you think you were going to not get kicked in the balls? Did you think that when you put out your documentary or your great first feature film that you've, you borrowed from Uncle Ted and Uncle Fred and all these people and then you finally got to do it and you went out there and they, they, they just beat your ass. Did you think it was when you met the mafia it would be any different? Now, if you want their approval, son, dot, 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 right? If you want their approval, and that's no guarantee, but at least they won't trash you, then, well, they can look up anybody and see what kind of lifestyle you lead, what kind of life you lead, what you believe in. And what you believe in now counts. If you believe that man is going to be a redeemer, if you believe in Jesus Christ and you're white, for example, and you're a male and you believe in the sanctity of marriage, (laughs) you're looking to get pitchforked, dude. And, but, okay, so let me put it to you the other way. So should we have stayed out of it? What about when we're going to do our big Paul movie, our big movie about the road to Damascus and how Paul changed from being a despot, you know, just a a debauched, degenerate, pervert, you know, murderer to the stalwart, you know, the, the, the one that really spread the gospel, you know, along with Peter, of course, but I mean, the real, the real, the real traveler, the real guy who put down his own flesh, you know, because Jesus so overwhelmed him. I'd love to see that. I'd like to see that transformation. You know, I, I, you know, maybe God has us doing this because it's going to lead to that. You know, and I find Paul to be very, you know, I know why the corrupt in Jesus, you know, the corrupt pseudo followers of Christ who are not following, but they're 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 looking to derail other people. They always call Paul the Antichrist, and I know why. <laughs> if if I were the devil, the one guy I'd want to call the Antichrist, see, Paul wasn't even there during the time of the disciples. He's the Antichrist. And, you know, Peter is the one, you know. Go to the Catholic Church, whatever. No, because, see, Paul, having been a lawyer, was able to explain in, un, in earthly and, and otherworldly terms what your position is in Christ, just like John. John did it almost like as if he was an angel, as if he was another dimensional angel. I mean, there are things in there from John 1, John 1 through everything, but John 1, 15, 16, and 17, and then, you know, um, also 1, 2, 3 John. And then you take, uh, you know, Paul's letters, um, you know, and, and I'm not saying the guy is, you know, perfect or that, you know, everyone's on the same level. But what he does contribute is unique in the, how he helped me the most was, one, you know, from my own background, you know, of people like Paul, he showed me what redemption looked like, you know, and, and he showed me, you know, a man who 
had no wife. He had no real reputation anymore. He'd given all this up. The only thing he had were groups of people that respected him and would help him on his journeys. Did not necessarily always listen to them, to him. And, um, but he also helped me to understand, um, you know, in, 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 in very simple terms, you know, the, who we are in Christ and also judging from the book of, uh, you know, from his uh, Hebrews, Hebrews 11, he showed us what faith looks like and what the gifts are like, and, and what the you know suffering is like, and so many things, and um, that could have only come from someone that came after Jesus. And and so yeah, I mean, going from one extreme to another like that, from the road to Damascus uh, to you know a guy that and I don't even want to go into what. Oh no, there's research out there about how. See, a lot of people know what Paul was up to when he was Saul, and what kind of lifestyle he led. And so they figure he could never be redeemed. But then again, I offer you Solomon. Yes, I offer you Solomon. Yes, yes. What, what happened with Solomon? He remained the wisest man alive, and still today. But he lost his kingdom. Why? Because he dabbled in the occult. Why? Because he was allowed to. What did Paul say about that? He said, all things are permissible. Nothing is barred from me. There's no law that stops me from doing anything. But not all things are profitable. I find this to be very, very, you know, very deep. And deeper than Confucius. And deeper than, than uh, the Vedas. And deeper than um, the, the Lotus Sutra. And deeper than, um, you know, some of the rest of these books and themes. And, you know, than the, even than the Book of Enoch. That deep positioning. How are you justified? How are you justified? How are you real? How do you know it's real? How can you go forward with this? And what have you noticed about faith? Well, what I've noticed is that people, that when they have faith, that they put it to work, miracles happen just every time. Who explains that? Mm-hmm. It's all pretty cool, isn't it? Yeah, no, I mean, it's actually cool. <laughs> it's very cool. It means... You get to be a rock star too. Who knows what kind of gifts you've got? Okay. So, um, next week my studio should be back. And I'm going to, I, I did, you know, get another, not that I need one. But I got another synth. I couldn't help myself because it, it's been almost a year. The studio's been, you know, a few months the studio's been down. But it's been really inoperable, no, not updated for several years, actually, since 2018. And uh, so it was time for new uh, 
It's a new sound. So, you know, those of you that I have collaborated with and you know who you are, well, get ready. I'm going to hit you up again because let's, I want to get some new, new tunes going. And, uh, you know, and we'll make sure the uh, public hears it, okay? All right, so let me just do this. I got to go back to another old tune. See, I love synths. I love synths. And I love drums. And I love the, the, some of the, uh, the, um, the, the samples of drums that I'm able to get out of. Um, but then sometimes I need, you know, performance drums, which, you know, obviously unless I start practicing, it's not going to be me. But anyway, God bless you each and every one. Um, I have another, nothing to say more about you know, Davos or the WEF or the UN or the, you know, the UNICEF or the, you know, WHO or the, all these, the World Bank and, and the rest of these, you know, geezers. I'm sorry that they, you know, but, you know, they always were like a little rattlesnake out there that was going to get you one day, you know. And, um, but I think people woken up, but I, I, can you imagine if they tried a lockdown right now in this country, the, the, the insane rebellion that would happen? I mean, people would be, it would just turn into a war at this point. So. What, what are you telling me? They lie? What, for money? How much money are you talking about here? <laughs>
Jackbox, you only have to be right like once a year and then you can coast. Yeah, maybe you just coast. 